Hi, you guys. Hello. How are y'all? Hope y'all had a good week. Yes, yes, yes. I hope everybody is warm and safe. It was a crazy week weather-wise last week. Yeah, we just keep getting so much snow in New York, and it just seems like it won't stop. But, you know, I think this is going to be it for a while, so thank goodness. (laughs) I feel so bad because it was 70 degrees here today. Oh my goodness. Are you serious? Girl, yeah. see, just rub it in. Sorry. Oh my goodness. 70. Sorry, <laughs> well, I'm hoping for that soon. Yeah. But um definitely but, though, our hearts go out to Texas because oh, I know oh. that they're really going through it right now. I know we have a lot of it's mutual more. friends on social media and mm-hmm. in real life. So definitely our, our prayers are with y'all. So yes, yes, Lord. For sure. Rough out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, like just like us, it's like seventy degrees now. I'm like, isn't that something? Crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Global mm-hmm. warming is real. It is. It, <laughs> it is. is real. Yes. But anyway, welcome back, y'all. Um, thanks for joining us for another uh week here at Romance and Color. Um, so last week we finished up our series on toxic TV couples. That was fun. With, yeah, mm-hmm. it was fun. Uh, we talked about the cast of The Best Man. A and, classic. Um, mm-hmm. A classic. And we went through kind of each couple and what we thought was toxic about them. <laughs> yes. What worked, what didn't work, or whatever. I really um, like your perspective on Mia. Was it Mia? Because I yeah. feel like all these years I'd really seen her as the victim. And you kind of showed me that she actually was a little bit more empowered than maybe we, we thought initially, totally you know, just that. kind of she yeah. was aware of what she was kind of getting into and totally kind of so. made a choice. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. prefer that version of Mia than just thinking that she's a victim. So, okay. yeah. No way. That, that, that no was way. cool. Yeah. I think a lot of times when women get involved with athletes, they kind of know the deal. You know sure. I mean? The life they they're, they're signing up for. It's possible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. It's, for it's, sure. It's crazy. But yeah, so we talked about that. And then our hot topic talked about B. Simone. I heard she's yes. still getting raked over the coals for this. <laughs> for the, um, they're saying she stole, I, yeah, that, that yeah. girl. I don't yeah. even know. I, yeah. I have yet to listen to one of her, I guess, segments or YouTubes to see what all the hype is. She has a huge following. So whatever fallout or enemy she created, not enemies, but, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, she she still has a super huge following. So people yeah. still love her, I guess. So yeah. just, you know, I don't know. Mm, girl. And um, we talked about Dr. Dre, his new woman, and Romney Malco having a new baby. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. In reading romance, I told you guys to read the YA um, book, The Meet Cute Project. And then in watching romance, we talked a lot about um, all the Valentine's Day movies that we watched. Yes. Uh, over mm-hmm. the weekend and um, over, the, over that week or whatever. Um, we still are, are not feeling that namaste with Hollywood, but, but we don't <laughs> I did end up watching The Wrong Valentine, though, and I enjoyed it very what much. Was it was really, really good. I enjoyed it. it <laughs> I like that in Vivica's um, Wrong series. She mm-hmm. often, you know, does bring in some folks of color, you know, mm-hmm. in, in her movies and stuff. So I definitely mm-hmm. enjoyed and that that woman who was in the movie, one of the women, the, the friend, mm-hmm. she was in a holiday movie. She wasn't she like the one like Mary's something? Wasn't that her? Do you remember the so. the mystery, yes. the romantic mystery about like grandma and her grandma? You yeah, know, had yeah, fallen yeah. in I love. With, yeah, because I recognized her big bright smile and that short haircut. So that mm-hmm. was nice to see her in a movie. Yep, so yes, mm-hmm. definitely enjoyed yep. that. I hope you guys got to check that out too. 
yeah, the wrong Valentine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give her flowers. <laughs> yes, let's do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what's hot right now in these streets? Hot topics and romance bikini. Well, so if you guys follow the Real Housewives of Atlanta, then you know that the long-awaited bachelor party episode <laughs> finally aired a oh, lot of man. people have been complaining that this season started off a little slower and that they were kind of waiting for it to kind of get exciting and just kind of saying they feel like it's been the same old thing I, I don't necessarily agree with that I have been enjoying Real Housewives of Atlanta but a lot of people have just been saying it's been starting off a little slow and they've been waiting for this so right. you guys will recall they, mm-hmm. they, mm-hmm, they've been teasing this bachelor party as you know fifth, uh, I was about to say 50 cent but Cynthia Bailey and Mike Hill are getting married, or actually are married at this time. Right. But basically, Candy was charged with throwing her a bachelorette party. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, in her typical Candy style, she did choose to throw her, like, a dungeon-themed bachelorette party. Because mm-hmm. remember, Candy has her whole brand, in addition to her Candy-coated nights and Candy toys, sex toys. She also has her dungeon show that right, is like right. kind of like a sexy burlesque. Yeah, you know, show that, yeah. Yeah, 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 it's supposed to be really popular. Um, I don't know if you and hubby had ever checked it out or where it Never. is, but anyway, I'm sure it's on hold. <laughs> but, but that's her thing, right? And that actually kind of came about when you know her and Portia had their little falling out over Portia accusing her of all those things, and you know, but she kind of made lemons out of lemonade and she came up with the dungeon theme show but any in any case the bachelorette party was dungeon themed so all the girls were on board and you know it was a fun and sexy night candy provided sexy outfits for everyone and everyone dressed up you know everybody's cheeks were out and drinking and just having a good time even you know Kenya let her hair down and some of the ladies who were in relationships like juice the door they they let their hair down everybody was just free and had fun can um, candy got this stripper named bolo oh child <laughs> I heard. yeah so right so they have bolo who's supposed to be very well endowed or whatever and you know he danced at the little party and stuff and you know was being you know and then after after the little entertainment that candy had provided the cameras you know the ladies requested that the cameras go off so that they could continue to have fun so long story short they either moved or covered up most of the bravo cameras had a wild night we really weren't able to see too much you know we saw like Looked like people, some of the ladies were were making out with each other. Looked like Bolo was picking people up and, you know, just having having fun, I guess. You know, people let their hair down. Um, and so, you know, the next morning, the cameras did show Bolo leaving the, the residence at around 7 o'clock in the morning. So oh, then man. the next morning, Kenya Moore kind of took it upon herself to start investigating. She claimed that she heard sex noises and she's trying to pinpoint who it might have been. And she kind of narrowed it down to Portia, maybe Tanya, maybe Drew. And it just kind of became a question of like, it's supposed to be like, kind of like what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. What happens yeah, at the bachelor party stays there. Yeah. yeah. So some people were kind of like, Kenya's really being messy and kind of ruining a good thing. You know, the the ladies have been fighting all season. So Lord knows they did need some kind of little bonding thing. And this could have been it. But she kind of added tension to the home the next day when she literally was putting everyone on the spot, trying to find out where did the sex noises come from? Who was in the room with Bolo? It was just kind of a weird thing. Yes, that Mm -hmm. is weird. 
Yeah, at the same time, I also, think, <coughs> you know, she does a lot of things for the show and for the cameras, and, and that's good mm-hmm. entertainment, I got to tell you, because we didn't see too much footage from the night because the cameras were covered. We heard right. some sounds, we heard giggling, but we wouldn't have really known much. So she definitely is making it exciting and spicy. But I know if I was one of her girls, I would be, like, super disgusted, like, you are violating girls code. Like, why are you telling our business? Some of us are married. Some of us are in relationships and I'm not condoning whatever they're doing. It's they're supposed to be in relationships, but the reality is they're grown. They, that's their business. And so, yeah, Kenya was just being extra messy, but what else can we expect from Kenya? So, you know, I'm looking forward to next week because I guess her little investigation is going to continue or whatever. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) she is determined to get to the bottom of it. I know one thing that they did tease before the season is that I think the accusations got Tanya so upset. You guys know Tanya. She's not like a peach holding um, cast member, but she's been a friend to the show for for, this is her second season. I I like her. There's a sweetness about her. But yeah, she she. they said she was so upset that she kind of ended up leaving the show mid-season. So oh, I think they're away wow. now. They're in what South Carolina or North Carolina. I don't know if she leaves the trip early or if after they get back, she quits the show. But they said just Kenya wouldn't let it go. And, you know, Tanya, mm. she's not married, but she's in a long-term committed relationship. You know, she's, she doesn't want to get married. She's expressed that. But they are life partners. Um, so I imagine that couldn't have been too good for her relationship to, for that rumor to be circulating. Um, right, right. So I guess to be continued, you know, Kenya and her messy self, you can always count on her. She just can't help herself. I know. And she, she was really having fun in the beginning. She was going on the floor, doing her little stripper moves, busting it open, just having fun. You know and that's mean? what somebody said. Is she jealous? Because she's officially single out of everyone. Like, how dare yeah. you judge someone because they want to have a little extra fun with the stripper? Now, that may not be my style to have fun with the stripper, but I, 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 I am not mad at you if you want to do that. Well, you at, know? Least, at, least, at least not the male stripper. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Definitely not the male strippers. But, you know, who knows? But yeah, I, I just feel like if you you having a good time, you you don't want to feel like the next day somebody's going to be telling everything that happened. Where's, where, where's the girl's code? You know yeah. I mean? Do we really need an NDA before we have a party like that? Right. Or I thought everybody could be trustworthy. Yeah. But yeah. Leave it to Kenya, though, to to, to ruin the, um, the, the energy. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. But in other news, Neo, R&B singer Neo and his wife, Crystal, announced together on social media that they are having their final baby. Um, it will be their third baby together and Neo's fifth baby, because as you know, he does share two children with Monetta Shaw, who I really love. You guys may remember her from the um, one season show, um, Hollywood Exes, mm-hmm. um, where she really was open on that show about how she was really deeply in love with Neo. They ended up parting ways, but um at the end of their, or actually during their relationship, Neo did ask her to tie her tubes because they had two children a year apart, a boy and a girl. Neo expressed to Monetta that, you know, he felt like two was enough and he wanted her to tie her tubes so they could kind of enjoy themselves without, you know, having to worry about all the reasons people tie their tubes. And, you know, on the show, Monetta said, you know, she really loved Neo at the time. She really didn't want to do it, but they were together he was kind of like, this is what I want. Yeah. yeah, they thought they were going to be forever and we don't want any more kids. We have our perfect boy, our perfect girl. That's it. 
of course, we know they they ended up. I don't know if they were ever married or if they were just engaged, but they, engaged. they broke up. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then you know, Neo moves on with this crystal. Uh, and before you know it, this they're now on their third baby. So it's just kind of a funny thing. Every time Neo tries to share good news about like his babies or new babies, <laughs> he has like, to face the wrath of like yes, a, yes. a lot of us women kind of like, yes. you made, you know, Monetta tie her tubes and burn them. You know how you can tie your tubes, but it's left open to untie right, them. Right, right, she yeah. burned them. Right, and it right. got to a point, I think it was so hard for him. He even had Monetta come on and say, and he also did interviews saying, I can't make a woman do anything. It's her body. She made that choice and had her coming back saying, Neil didn't make me. So, yeah. The way I remember Hollywood exes and the way she put it, Monetta yeah. was like, he was she was devastated. Nagging her to do it. Yeah, he was really like, okay, you really need to do it because yeah. I don't I don't know why men don't realize the vasectomy is way easier to reverse. Way easier. It, it just, it makes my blood boil when I think about oh, it, mm-hmm. actually. I think it's just mm-hmm. so fucked up and selfish. But yeah, mm-hmm. when a couple breaks up, they can both move on and find happiness in a new partner. But yeah. part of something, you might want to share a child with that partner. And I do feel like he robbed her of that. And mm-hmm. and he's gone on to have three more children and now he has five. Mm-hmm. And it's not even to say she would have maybe even wanted anymore, but just to have the option. And mm-hmm. as much as he can say and she can say, oh, well, you know, he didn't hold a gun to my head. We know how it is when you're, you're in love and I mean, he's pressuring you yeah. and mm-hmm. God knows whatever else he was holding over her head. But, you know, mm-hmm. I like Neo as a singer I, and he's a songwriter. He's so gifted. But that whole thing, after she was on Hollywood X's, I was just like, Neo, mm-mm, I don't like yeah. that. I don't like that. So, you know, basically, as you can imagine, their news was kind of bittersweet. And um, it's just funny when you read the comments in the shade room. They are just so, they're foul. But, you know, in any case, I do wish them the best. I wish them a happy, healthy baby. Um, also, people were bringing up how him and Crystal literally were just on the verge of a divorce because they had announced a divorce. Yeah. Um, and then the pandemic happened. And, you know, sometimes the quarantine can can make you grow apart because you get sick of each other. But in their case, they, they seem to grow closer. So right. they back on track. And um, it is what it is. So, yeah, more power to y'all. And congratulations wow. on the baby. Yeah. 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 Whew. And in other news, <laughs> lastly, in Hot Topics, you guys may be aware that Lil Boosie, oh, he just irks me to the core. He's just been going around on his campaign. He's just such a loser. He just really makes my blood boil. Um, but yeah, he's been going on this campaign, trashing Lori Harvey at every opportunity he gets. The typical kind of misogynistic, oh, she's been with so many men and she's a hoe and you don't want to take her, you know, she's not the type you would marry. And him, he has about, I don't know how many baby mamas. And yeah. just the double standard of it all. It's just so sickening how men and Holly, men in general are okay, or it's okay for them to, you know, date and sleep with whoever they want. And as soon as a woman is honest about who she dates and whether she sleeps with the guy or not, she's just labeled. And it just disgusts me. And there's a lot of men who are kind of co-signing his foolishness. Oh. And um, I'm just ready for us to get to a point where the world is not such a double standard that a I woman know. can date and, and be open about that. And, and not looked upon as, you know, that whole slut shaming. I'm just so sick of it. Michael B. Jordan is happy with her. He's not holding it against her. So keep doing you, Lori. You know, keep doing you. She is not doing anything wrong. And I just think Lil Boosie needs to hush his mouth. He's oh, spreading this, think, you know, to... I think, ugh. I think he's jealous that a woman like Lori mm-hmm. is not 
into him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. He's, he's not attractive. Mm-hmm. He looks like a, a human turd. I, 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 just, I recently I just, found I just, out that he was kind of young. Like, he's young. And I was shocked because I thought, yeah, I forgot what how old he is. But it was, I was surprised. I think he may be like, is it 38 or something? But I thought he was a lot older. I guess just hard living. Look, when you're living hard and doing wrong, you, you just look old. So, That's it. Amen. Look, look at the difference between him and, let's say, Plies. Plies yeah. look good. Yes, yes. Plies looks amazing. Plies yeah. is the type of reformed dope boy that I would go out with. Like yeah, he, he is good he looking is, and he looks young. He, he looks good, young, refreshed. I think you're right. Living hard and not living, living right. Look at Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre also, his face looks very old mm-hmm. and, and worn. And that's an mm-hmm. example of living hard and not doing right by people. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just wish Lubusi would stop because I'm just time for that narrative to, ch- it's time for that narrative to change. And he's just really just perpetuating something so ugly and so backward and just so unfair. So yeah. unfair. Um, yeah. So keep your head up, Lori, and um, you know, Lori, do you, girl. With, with uh, Killmonger, she all right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And all I don't right. want that to impact him, thinking I'm not with a quality woman. No, she is a quality woman. I think, you know? he, I think Michael B. Jordan is confident enough okay, I hope to, so. to just be like, look, I'm Michael B. fucking Jordan. Yeah. I'm the sexiest man alive. That's right. You and I can have I mean? any woman I want, and I proudly have Lori Harvey on exactly, my arm. Exactly. Very good. I think he's this fine. stupid little boosy. Oh, he disgusts me. There was something else. I forgot what it was last year. I think him and his son were going online. They were bashing the LGBTQ. Was that him? The yes. um, trans yes. or gay community, and like just going on long day. rants. I'm like, how dare his you? Son, his little yeah. birthday, like that. Just inappropriate. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's trash. He right. is. I can't even think of a little Boosie song. I hope I'm not da- dancing and nodding my head in the car when it comes on because I really couldn't name Boosie his song. No, is that Webby or Boosie that said I N D E C E N D C? Is that Boosie or That Webby? doesn't even sound familiar. I don't know. Do they, I don't know if they play a lot of his music up north. I don't know if he's just more popular down no, south that's, or that's what. Webby. I looked it up. But Boosie, I don't okay. even know a Boosie band. Oh, that's so annoying. Lucy badass. You better stop. <laughs> Lord have mercy. But anyway, so that is it in Hot Topics. Mm-hmm. Oh, girl, guess what? We forgot about What's that? one big one. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, how could we forget about that? That's a huge one. So they... From the royal yes. family. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing to me. Yeah. What happened in turn? Now Prince Philip in the hospital. He might be on his deathbed. <sighs> That's something else. (laughs) Yes, yes. Isn't that something? Yeah. Yes. I knew they were. They distanced themselves, obviously, from the beginning. They had distanced themselves from the family. I never knew that they would officially kind of make that decision. And I wonder, what does that mean, like, in the long run? Can they change their mind in the future? Can they come back? Well, the thing is, they're still the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. The only thing is they can't really go around using it like that. Correct, Um, yeah. And they can't do things on behalf of the crown, basically. Yeah. So whatever they're doing is for themselves yes honestly what they're doing really isn't for themselves they're doing a hell of a lot of charity work and stuff like that that's a blessing yeah yeah and and people are like well this must be megan's doing no harry Harry has not won a fool with this family yeah i don't know how long this was an opportunity to be like i'm out 
Sure, because he didn't have to agree to this, and I'm sure that he wanted to agree to this. They took away a lot of things from him and patronages, which means like, you know, he's over certain things that the Mm -hmm. family does. So the one thing they took away from him that really, really hurt him was his military. Mm. um, Like he was decorated as a, yeah, yeah. He shouldn't be able to take that away. Yeah. In the military, two years, he, he served in Afghanistan. And that's mm. a little BS. The man was firing guns. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. take that away, I think it was just too much. And that is too like, much. Like, okay, we're done. But, you know, yeah. they had baby, everything like that. Yeah. They're doing all the work. Their interview with Oprah is um, the beginning of March. Okay. So, oh, I'm looking forward uh, to that. Okay. I am yeah, definitely gonna be tuning in for that. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I think they're gonna spill a lot of tea. Yeah. Um, so, or they might take the classy high road. Like they they'll they'll spill enough, yeah, but I think, I think yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, you know, yeah. the press never liked that girl, and oh yeah, there, the British boys are really rough. Whereas over here, we're we're kind of happy for her. Sure, you know, of course, and, absolutely. And like, you believe in this whole fairy tale and princesses and things like that. Yeah, and yeah. Was, you know, no, I, I really, I've rarely heard the U.S. news bashing her the way yeah. the British and Piers Morgan and all these other. That's folks, right. That's uh, right. Back. But um, yeah, they officially split. So a lot of the duties, the royal family is getting very old. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. all of the duties are going to fall a lot on William and Kate, whose marriage is already strained. Yes, um, yes. Yeah, here dipping and tipping too, allegedly. Mm-hmm, allegedly. Mm-hmm. Dipping and tipping, and then Charles. <laughs> right. You got me and Beatrice who are just getting married and starting their family. Yeah. Those kind of young. So, I mean, you know, they were hoping that these young royals could, you know, step up and everything. Yeah. And, and the thing is, they're a hell of a lot more popular than everybody else. Yeah, so they really like, are. How are you more popular? You the you the spare, as they say. That's the right. Air. How are That's you more right. popular than the heir? You know, to right. the crown. You know, you know. Yeah. I I just you know I don't haters in the dancery. That's all. That's I'm it. Say. Yes. Yes. Haters yes. That's all. That's all it is. <laughs> oh gosh! So all this talk is getting me excited for Bridgerton. It's not the same, but it's kind of oh, the closest we get. You know what? I didn't. I I did not know he was on there. So I saw when the YBF posted all of his sketches. So I will be enjoying those this week. Did you get to see any of them? I watched the whole thing, and he was how was he? He was British and all because he's British, correct? He's not American. He did a couple. uh, He did like a couple skits referring to Bridgerton or whatever. Oh and, my god, I can't um, wait. Oh my god, I cannot wait. So, so please watch it. I'm not gonna I will. I'm not gonna... Okay. <laughs> but oh, yeah, finally to that. Send some prayers out to Tiger Woods who was injured um in a massively yes. terrible yes. car crash. They said his car flipped, right? Um mm-hmm. I haven't really seen it for Tiger Woods in a while, but I still yeah. want the man successful i don't want him to be hurt like this no no i don't want him to be hurt yeah thinking there were no drugs or anything like that thank god yeah here if this was like a malfunction type of thing he's gonna probably sue the the, the, whatever the car yeah Um, because this is the end of his career yeah yeah that and and right because yeah his his legs his arms that is everything 
he I don't know. Was back. he still doing? Was he still um, uh, playing golf on the professional pro level? Because I feel like I don't hear so much. He had he had won the Masters back in I think 2018 or 19, right after he had back surgery. <clears throat> so he was actually, you know, easing his way in and still trying to do really well and stuff. He would he would place fairly high. Okay. In, in a lot yeah. Of Kind of like not in his prime anymore, but still doing well. Right. But yeah, I don't follow golf. So the last I heard of Tiger Woods was him making these anti uh, Black Lives Matter statements last year and stuff. However, that's neither here nor there. I didn't really see it for the brother, but he's still a brother. He's still a brother and he has a family. So it's just that I know when I heard the news, the first thing you hear is the accident, the car flipping my heart dropped because you know what I mean? We don't need another kind of shocking, unexpected death. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. Yes, so yes, yes. I'm just hoping that he recovers. I yeah, hope for sure. Paralyzed. Oh, God. I hope he's fine. You know, like I said, he had already had um, injuries done to his back. Yeah. Uh, had extensive back surgery. Yeah. So we, we're yeah. going to pray for um, mm-hmm. Eldrick Tigerwood and wish him. Oh, is it Eldrick? Okay. Yeah, yeah. his name is Eldrick. Um, Definitely Eldridge wish him the best. Uh, so just wishing the best and praying for him and his family. And so, yeah, for yeah. sure. But anyway, um, those were our hot topics. And so mm-hmm. we'll be right back after this break and come with this week's topic. Um, we're talking about where do we find love in a, during a pandemic? Hmm. Yes. Inside to this. We'll All see. Right, we'll be right okay. Back. All right. So welcome back. And so um, this week's topic, um, we're talking about, uh, we've talked a lot about love during the pandemic, but um, mm-hmm. we're mostly talking about how you keep it spicy, things to do, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Those folks who are single, yeah. out here wanting to single, but it's a day pandemonium outside. So what are yeah. you supposed to do? Yeah, so, yeah. You know, we're we're talking about where do you find love during a pandemic? I'm I'm a I'm officially an old married lady. I don't know. So, yeah, yeah, sure, so, sure. You know, where do we find love? Where do folks find love during? A I pandemic? think it's a good question. I mean, it's kind of like, do you? There's so much going on in the world right now, right? I know mm-hmm. that in the U.S. we reached half a million deaths, and it's super mm-hmm. scary right now. I think today was the um, the the um come like the uh didn't our president have like a moment of silence today yeah, to kind of recognize yeah. all the lives so it's just like a very sobering time mm-hmm. so i think the question a lot of people may have is is this even the time to be looking for love is it frivolous of me almost to be thinking about something like that and i personally don't think that it is i think that in addition to the tragedy and the deaths this pandemic has revealed kind of a lot of loneliness, a lot of depression. Um, and, and just because we're in a pandemic and it's scary and it's the unknown, it doesn't mean that people don't still want love. And, um, but I feel like it's obviously much more challenging because the whole world has changed so much. Like in the past, people were able to kind of be at bars, be at clubs, be at lounges, whatever your little sexy evening spot was, happy hours for drinks with the girls. Like mm-hmm. all of that just kind of abruptly stopped for many people in many states, especially, you know, last year around this time in March. And all of a sudden, the world as we knew it and the dating world at that kind of changed. So it's kind of like, how do you 
find love? How do you, how do you date? How do you meet someone? A lot of people, you know, it's funny as I was kind of exploring this topic, um, the obvious and first, um, I guess thing people would think of is just the online dating. Um, Mm -hmm. and they were talking, I was looking at some, some statistics and, as you would expect, all of these online dating apps, they said that their numbers soared, like the memberships, the new memberships. They mm-hmm. said Tinder on March 29th had the highest number of swipes and connections in all the history of its three years. They had like over a billion swipes. I don't know what the significance of March 29th was, but I know that was probably around the time that the world had kind of most states would join their shutdown. That's what, yeah, when most everything was shut down and chaos yeah, was shut Yeah, Because what was the timeline? January is when we discovered um, the coronavirus, right, from China. And yeah. that was when Trump was kind of minimizing it. We weren't really sure what it was. It was this new virus. But yeah. Trump was kind of like, don't worry about it, guys. It's not a big deal. We've got it under control, right? And then February, kind of, we were hearing more about the the virus, but it wasn't so scary and real. But I think at the end of February is when it started to become serious. People started dying. And then by March, I guess, is when the shutdown happened. So March 29th, whatever date that signifies, apparently, I think the shelter in place probably had started in yes, the quarantine exactly. had started in most states. So mm-hmm. as we know, people kind of, it became cuffing season. Couples, yes. married couples were now living, you know, had to be together. Some of them thrived, like Neo and Crystal. Some of them kind of got closer, (laughs) right? The COVID Corona babies, all these babies now being born Mm -hmm. and just, you know, but I just kind of feel like, as you said, where did that leave people who didn't have a boo, who didn't have anyone? Cause now you can't really go out and meet someone. And And so mm -hmm. made people who are all like, I don't need nobody, whatever, whatever, realize, yo, I kind of do. Yeah. Yeah. be by myself all the time yeah especially if you're no longer going out to work and now you're working at home you know Mm -hmm. it can be very isolating Mm -hmm. um and so yeah I mean I think that the online dating apps like like I just said those became very popular but it's still kind of an interesting thing because it's like so now you start meeting some talking to someone online and What's the timeline like now? Because I know in the past, before you could talk to someone and then you immediately jump to like, I guess the next step is a FaceTime or whatever. And then after that, you're meeting not too much longer after that. And it kind of, I feel like the timeline may have had to change a little bit in terms of when you can meet because suddenly there's not as many options of places to go. Now, as the pandemic kind of moves along, we enter spring and now more outdoor options become available. Right. But, right. But right. um, it's but just you, kind of a weird thing. Do you remember that um, it was a show, uh, a limited series um, that I, I actually briefly talked about um, on the podcast, and it was called Love During the um, Love During Quarantine or something like that. I do remember you mentioning and, that. And, um, it was a little limited series on uh, Freeform, and I actually finally had a chance during the break to actually mm-hmm. wa- watch it, and mm-hmm. it was really profound because there were people on there trying trying to date. And this guy, he, you know, he met someone through an app and then he started talking to him and he started, you know, FaceTiming him. And then they would kind of do dates over the FaceTime where they would, okay. like, you know, watch a movie, start the movie at the same time. Is that watch- a thing? I remember a guy asked me to do that and I thought it was corny and I didn't do it. I mean, he was just like, do you want to have a date? Like, he was just like, I was like, what do you mean? 
he was like, well, you know, we could do a watch a movie together and we have our wine and our, and our dinner and we eat together. He was dead serious. And yes. I was just like, mm. yes, yes, it just yes. seemed oh, kind of whack, it. but he was a little younger than me. I didn't know that was a thing. Really he was like serious. Mm-hmm. It's cute when I look back at it. Yeah. Yeah. And even in one of the couples and it was like an older lady whose husband was in the, um, nursing home so she would eat her dinner the same time that he had and so they would be eating dinner together at the same time um with the you know with the facetime up or whatever mm-hmm. and so a, a lot of people are doing that you know mm-hmm, as far mm-hmm. as dates and stuff are concerned you know Netflix okay and amazon and stuff have created options where you can watch stuff together in like in option apps that like, right you know, upload like like facetime um, like Amazon, um, I forgot what it's called, but it's sort of like Netflix party where you can all be together and kind of type and talk and watch a movie at the same time. And stuff oh, like wow. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there people have innovated and stuff like that. And I think because people are are forced to communicate and talk. Yeah, yeah. And not text now, because that gets yeah. old after a while. You just can't text now. You got yeah. to go back to talking on the phone. Which is why mm-hmm. stuff like Clubhouse and stuff like that is thriving. What is this Clubhouse? Because everyone's on Clubhouse <laughs> for businesses. Is it a social yeah. networking or it's is it for businesses? It's, 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 sort of, it's sort of like mini TED Talks with people talking and talking okay. about different topics. And celebrities are on there talking about, you know, wealth and, you know, getting to the money and businesses yeah. and stuff like that. I'm on there. Okay. Okay. Other writers and stuff like that. We talk about you know, publishing, the publishing industry, self-publishing, and it's a way for people to date and stuff like that. I've been on there and um, one of my friends is on there too and uh, he was <laughs> he was in a forum about dating and uh, some of the stuff people are saying is just so antiquated, but oh gosh. Um, you know. It, but it I like that because yeah. I feel like with the pandemic, people were forced to really look at like out the box ways to date so when you think of online dating you're thinking of grinder and tinder and whatever mm-hmm. else there is but yeah. now people obviously like tiktok became really like wildly popular during the pandemic mm-hmm. everybody was on it it was so much fun it's funny because it was kind of like how facebook started with young people and then us older fogies came and we yeah. kind of and everyone's just having fun on it and i know i know personal um couples who have met on tiktok and yeah. there's so many like quote tiktok couples and stuff and I think that now there's more than just kind of going on a dating site and paying your fee and meeting your boo that way. There's Clubhouse, like you said, and there's TikTok and there's there's just kind of love connections being made outside of the traditional dating app. And I kind of think that's cool, you know. And, and, and you remember how last year we were talking about Love is Blind? And yes. And about how they were talking in the pods. That's exactly what this quarantine is, being yeah. in the pods. Yes, yes. If you watch Love is Blind and you can relate to that, and as a matter of fact, Cameron and Lauren were saying them being in the pod and being in that situation prepared them for quarantine, for them being up up under each other. Mm, It's just that they haven't been, you know, they're happy. Yeah. Um, They have a book coming out uh, talking about um, that as well. And Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. And, and being in quarantine together and stuff like that. So if you can if you can look at it that way, like okay, I'm in my pod, he's in his pod. Yeah, like, yeah. As a matter of fact, a couple did that on Who Love Is Blind. 
recreated their quote unquote date in the pod. Oh, mm-hmm. um, next to each other. Um, it's it's. I mean, I think I think it's a it's forcing it's forcing particularly men to have to fucking communicate because men don't want yeah. to talk. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Some, some men don't want to talk sometimes. I'm yeah, but yeah, sure. Some men don't want to talk, and they want to just text you to death. And yeah, why, why, you know, wydu and all this stuff. Yeah, like, so it's funny the that. different generations how they approach dating because mm-hmm. I've definitely dated guys who are like a decade younger in that range, as well as guys who are a decade older. And I'm kind of like somewhere in between in terms of my interests because the guys who are younger. They love the FaceTime, but they also do a lot of texting. And there's mm-hmm. not a whole lot of interest in going out even. A lot of it is kind of texting, FaceTiming, and, and then occasionally hooking up. And then like the older generation, it's minimal texting, it's conversations, it's FaceTime, and they want to go out. And I, I, I'm right. annoyed sometimes by because I don't always like all this talking. Right. I'm kind of a texter myself, but yeah, it's just, that was random. But right. it's just funny as the generations kind of get older they are more like, let's talk on the phone, not text, but yeah. Yeah, like you said, we're this kind of in-between. Totally. We really are. What's the name of our zennials? We really are zennials. Yeah. Just, you know. Yeah. We can adapt either way. I think we we definitely can adapt. We're such a perfect fit between millennial and gen. What is the gen Gen X? I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, it's funny, though, with 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 now the whole meeting beforehand, you know, online, whether it's through dating app or whatever method, it's Mm -hmm. like it's a new day. So there's like new conversations now like that you have to have before you meet someone before you know when you're kind of talking to someone getting to know them you're figuring out what do they like to do what are y'all's common interests maybe a little politic talk maybe hobbies whatever maybe even talking about if you get to this point sexual partners and safe sex and histories or whatever but now it's like a different conversation as you prepare to have a face-to-face meeting, you know, because now there's questions about like COVID safety, right? You got to have like a COVID Mm -hmm. talk. Mm -hmm. It's weird. Like you got to, is this person, have they been working at home remotely or are they still going into the office? You Mm -hmm. know, if you do go into the office, does your job require you to be around other people? Like what precautions Mm -hmm. do you take? How often do you get tested? Have you gotten the, um, the, the, um, you know, what's Mm -hmm. it called? The vaccine and, you know, the people who do you live with? Yes. Does, does where, like mm-hmm. just like you know your your um STD STI statuses. Sure. I'm like, do you have your vaccine? Can I see your yeah. card? <laughs> and says, you gotta. That's yeah. right. And um, you know, what do you do in your social your time off? Like, are you still hanging out and mingling among people, or are you kind of being safe when you're not, you know, at work and at home. And you really do have to, people have to be honest with each other about it because obviously if you decide to take the next step and meet, you know, it's kind of like all the sexual partners you've had, I'm kind of sleeping with them too. So all the people you're around, you're bringing that around me. Um, So you kind of have to be comfortable interviewing like your potential partners early on, like even before you meet them, just to kind of figure out how much exposure they have and stuff like that. So it's just kind of an interesting new element that never existed in, um, in relationships, you know, Mm. and getting to know someone. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I I think the the other thing is we're, because we're now forced to be on zoom and, and, um, you know, whatever, blue jeans, Mm -hmm. whatever, 
now it's like people really want to see what you look like and and yeah that's something else yeah more than send me a full body pic it's like okay hop on let me see you even real you know at this point you know i imagine catfishing probably has gone up exponentially now i I mean because it's not like it's easier now because you can make more excuses that are valid excuses not to meet so you can drag it on longer the meeting if you want like if you're not who you say you are you can mm-hmm. definitely use that excuse to to avoid a meeting. I don't know yeah. how those catfish people avoid, you know, according to Neve and them, people do it in a dark, shadowy room, so you can't really see them, <laughs> you know. Right. I miss catfish. Bad. I haven't watched yeah. that in a while. Um, since Max left, I kind of lost interest. But anyway, so yeah, I just kind of feel like probably if be- people are now forced to kind of be online and meet more, if you're someone who's not really confident in yourself or whatever the reasons are people use other photos, now is the time, then they're probably doing that and kind of getting those needs fulfilled like we talked about earlier it's a very lonely time it can be very isolating you're not going to work you're not going out and now you're just home and you're lonely and if somebody already had that kind of little dishonest kind of bone in their body now is probably the time that they're like well why not let me just google these little pictures and stuff and (laughs) see how much fun i get this get these needs met because, you know, on the show Catfish, and people have long-year relationships without meeting. And they, they're in love and they're happy. On the flip side, I've heard that now um, that we're home and people are very much now scrutinizing people's bodies in a way that yeah. um, they it's kind of intensified in a way what it had Their own or their partners? What does that mean? Well, well like... Um, Let's say you get on, you hop in on a Zoom or something like that to talk to okay. somebody. And they just want to see, like, so much of you. Like, oh, are yeah. you really that big? Or are you, you know? Oh, gosh. Really I mean, it's just, it, it, it can be a little... That sucks. And especially because yeah, so, so many people, we done gained weight during the pandemic. So uh, yeah. this is not a time that you want to feel scrutinized even more. But right, crazy. right, right. Yeah, so uh, I just, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. You know, I don't... Mm-hmm. But, where, but where, aside from the apps where can people meet people well i feel like some of the traditional ways are still there so while you may not be able to go to you know a speed dating i don't know if people actually do that but you may not be able to go to like a mixer after work or happy hour but you know some of the original ways that people were meeting are still there for example through setups of friends that's kind of like a trusted source because you get a little bit of background already you kind of know what type of person that, you know, that potential suitor is. I know that's how I met my current partner through a friend and we Mm -hmm. met over the summer. So it was like New York city was in the swing and the, the, the peak of the pandemic. So we were introduced and we talked for on the phone for like a month. Um, Probably after a couple of weeks, we FaceTimed. And then after that, we planned some, covid safe um dates and they were outdoors because when we did meet it was finally in august Mm -hmm. and one of our first dates was hiking which i think i talked about before and we went to bear mountain which is a really big mountain yes we got yakini out there hiking up a mountain child see the pandemic doesn't have people stepping outside their box because that is not me but yes i did hike and we had a very romantic picnic at the top that he had packed oh lord we hiked for about an hour and a half honey but just so safe outdoors. We had our mask in case we passed people on the trails, which we really didn't. And just, you know, you just got to look, step outside the box and, and find ways to, to safely date. But it was kind of like really nice. And we definitely had to have the 
COVID safe talk and what do you, and I work in a hospital and he works out in the field and we both are exposed to people daily. So it was kind of a matter of like tested and when are you tested and how often and Mm. you know, who are you around during the week? So, you know, definitely it was different, but you know, that was one way through a setup of a friend. So that kind of old school traditional method of meeting someone is definitely still out there. What yeah. else? What are some other ways people can think about that? So, I was just thinking, like, for my job, um, lately I've been facilitating what's been called, quote, unquote, happy hours for our students. Okay. Uh, so during these happy hours, students kind of, because students are kind of missing out on being together socially uh, mm-hmm. during the pandemic. Um, usually I work with graduate students, and so, you know, these are grown folks. And so yeah. they're... They're, they're, they're kind of in between that I'm grown and I'm, you know. Yes. And I still need support and guidance. Stage. Right. And so, um, you know, we, we, we started doing like these happy hours so they could be social. We do icebreakers. Nice. We say, bring your own drink. Um, come and talk. Now, is this like on Zoom or is this at, at, at work, at the it's office? It's via Zoom. It's via like Teams. We have Teams. Okay. Yeah, we um, do Teams so too. Teams or, or Zoom or, or whatever. And then from there, people kind of break out. We put people in breakout rooms and they can talk and talk about different topics just to get the things going for nice. them to, for them to um, meet. I had a friend did something similar, but like kind of like, you know, this is my birthday party sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and so she said she had some friends who saw each other on the Zoom and was like, hey, I kind of cute. Are you cute oh, too? okay. See, and look so at that. Kind of, they kind of took it, you know, offline and, you know, decided to exchange information and, and started, you know, talking that way and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, you know, social social things through your employer, um, through your networks, um, I think are good ways to <clears throat> to uh, uh, meet people. Um, yes, I'm still yes. pretty active with my sorority. We've done like divine nine mixers and stuff nice. like that. We've been able to, you know, talk and hook up and and, and things like that. So um, I definitely see that as a vehicle for people to, you know, meet each other. So for sure, yeah. it's kind of like looking, kind of keeping it within your circle. So in a way, like especially if it's a work romance, you're kind of quarantined with these people. The way that you're quarantined with your family, these are people who you're with for eight hours a day. And then you hope and trust that they're going straight home for the most part, the grocery yeah. store and then home. Yeah. And they're quarantined with their family family and then they're quarantined with their work family. So mm-hmm. I definitely feel like um, romance at work, if tastefully and respectfully yeah. done, can be yeah. a really nice way. And that's during a pandemic or after a pandemic, I've always been a fan of kind of workplace romances. They can be tricky, you know, it depends on how it's done, like I said, but I kind of feel like, and I've said before, if you didn't find your romantic partner in school, college or grad school, then that's kind of it for you. And all you have left really, I think is like work setting. If you go to church or if you're like in a, you know, if you're in a a sorority or fraternity, because there's not really that many opportunities I haven't found. So I've definitely, you know, dabbled into dating in the workplace and um, it didn't, it didn't work out, but not for any crazy reasons, just kind of, you know, personalities and getting to know people and it just kind of didn't work out, but, you know, was respectful and it was try your best to keep it quiet, but it's kind of hard, you know, I think yeah. it depends on if your workplace is small and gossipy or mm. big and, and not, but, you know, there are certainly 
several yeah. married couples at my job and they're not in the same department, but you know, you might see them drive in together, maybe have some lunch together and it's not mm-hmm. a big deal. It's kind of commonplace. And I, I definitely think it's a great idea if you're yeah. able to do it, like I said, in a yeah. way that's professional. You can't now, you don't work out and y'all screaming back and forth. Cause I, trust me, that happens at my job too now, honey. People well, back and forth talking about F U B and all this. Yeah, yes. it's like a subordinate, super, you know, subordinate supervisor type of thing. They can get really tricky too. I don't, I don't, I well, never, right. right. I think folks can kind of be on equal footing if they're. You have to be, because otherwise, yeah, it, it could be. be real tricky, real, real tricky, and it can go south real, real fast. It can go, especially when feelings get hurt and people are feeling vindictive. And, and that's what I'm talking about. If it's going to get messy, like if you know that you have that <laughs> tendency to be messy, and we, we know that if we do or not, ladies and gentlemen, then I would say don't even bring that to work. You know, if you know that you're the, someone who has that little crazy streak and I'm not judging, but you know how you feel when you feel like you got hurt or wronged or somebody cheated and you know you want to do whatever you want to do, I would not bring it to work. But if you if your history with breakups is kind of keeping it classy and adult, then I would say go for it because you yeah, certainly okay. have at your disposal, you know, guys and plenty of guys and gals and. Yeah. And, and work school, I'm kind of saying those, using those things interchangeably. Cause like you just kind of described, you know, school is also a good place, whether it's virtual and zoom or mm-hmm. I don't feel like I could see people good on zoom like that. Really? I mean, I guess you can see them enough, but I know in my job, sometimes like today I had a meeting and we were forced to turn our cameras on. Yeah. And I don't really like that because I feel no like one really like. I don't mind, but I know a lot of my coworkers don't like cameras on. Like people looking all in your house and trying to see what's back there. That's right. why I always put the blur on so you don't mm-hmm. see. What's oh, I forgot y'all working from home. See, you know, I, I've been at. We do our Zoom and our conferences from work. I forgot that you guys are actually at home. Yes, yeah. I would not like because I don't have a, an office set up in my home, so mm-hmm. it would be in my bedroom, and that would be a lot yeah. to have uh, people you know, all up in there. Because I'm also home with my daughter, um, I'm downstairs, so I just I just blur out everything because I don't want them to see her or. I didn't me. even know that was an option to blur out things. Oh, yeah, you can blur out the background. Oh, I do it all the time. So, That's good. That's oh, very good. Safer. Yeah, safer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, I just don't. I you know, they always asking about my daughter, of course, which is fine. Yeah, but, yeah. And sometimes if it's a small enough group, I say, "Oh, she's right here. Say hello." You know, yes, whatever. yes. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, for the most part, I just didn't want like, you know, I'm on a meeting with like 80 people in the department. I just don't want like all of them seeing what's going on in my house. That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. They shouldn't. I cannot, yeah, and I just cannot believe I've been home almost a year. That's crazy. Do you ever miss going into the office, or you yes. like things where they are? <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> I was about to say I don't think I know too many people who miss going in Derek my ex-husband said he is depressed thinking about because he said he's so used to this now and this life and I don't blame him I really wish I had the opportunity to work from home I think Ugh. that if necessary I don't know what's going to happen with my job and everything okay. like that yeah. but because my daughter's starting kindergarten yes. I don't think they're going to be virtual or going in person Mm-hmm. Even the are up in the air. Yeah, so, yeah. Take. Am I going to be back in the office or not? Yeah, exactly. Because I have a pre-existing condition. Yes, yes. Um, it may be, you know, I'm not. I have a pre-existing condition, but I'm still low on the totem pole to get this vaccine. Yes. Uh huh. Uh huh. 
caretaker. I don't work in, you know, in the hospital like you do or anything yes. like that. Yes, yes. Um, you know, a lot of stuff, you know, predicates whether I'm going back in the office or not. I yeah. I like it. I like the balance. To be quite it honest, works, especially for um, working parents. I'm sure that it is helpful because school yeah. attendance uh, is so unpredictable and, and, and it, having to not stress about childcare is, yeah. But not only the commute in Atlanta is awful. And I just, oh, I'm gosh. glad because, you know, Jay and I, you know, share a car and all that stuff. It was just too yes. much. Yeah. So, so this is a blessing. It works for you guys. Mm-hmm. And I've never been more stress-free. Yes. That's, oh my God. That's wonderful. I have my um, work evaluation coming up this week. Uh-huh. And I'm scared to be like, you know, I don't want to come back. I think you should be honest. And I, I feel like this this pandemic has illustrated that people are able to successfully work from home. The work is able to be done. The business is saving money on lights and overhead and Xeroxing and, and everything else. I have my office because I, I, I yeah. will go the rest of my stuff and bring it home and I don't have to come back. You know I just I mean? feel like if this is working, maybe they should be open to more people being able to work from home because I think it's just, it's more childcare friendly and it just, you know, there's just absolutely no reason if you can do your job from home, why you would not be able to. And it really is saving the office money, saving the business money. So I hope that they take that into consideration even once they determine that things are safer. We'll see. I don't know. We will see. But we got off track. (laughs) We surely did. But yes, honey, I do think that office and school romances are a very safe and reliable way to go, you know, Um, because you kind of know the person a little bit already. And, and, you know, it's just a matter of getting to know them in a more intimate way. But also, you remember how we said, well, when, when, when outside was open, we we would have like, (laughs) like, we, you know, we should sign up for like these meetup groups where people had like, yeah, interest or whatever. They take, I, I know one of my friends, did like a meetup group um type of thing and she's into wine or whatever and so she was in like a wine club and they would send them wine and so they uh-huh. get, get on the zoom <clears throat> and uh talk about the wine that they're drinking and stuff like that for the wine mm-hmm, club mm-hmm. Like somebody um through that actually yeah um, that's nice who's, you know into wine and, and you know they've had sort of you know the wine mm-hmm. whatever over um zoom and stuff like that that's very Uh, nice my job is actually having a little um part we didn't have a holiday party but we're having like a post-holiday party and it's going to be on zoom and the whole hospital's invited and they're getting a dj you know like how they have the djs during the pandemic they're getting a dj and they're gonna like but it's it's this friday at seven o'clock seven to one they say you don't say the whole time but try to pop in and you know they encourage you to get your drink and dress up a lot of people are kind of like side eye and administration, like we don't want to do this. But you know, as a manager, they've told us like try to get people pumped, try to encourage them to do it. And I, I've been trying. There's not a lot of interest, but I, I think it can be. I think it might be fun. I hope that people do it. Yeah, it will be fun because this is to replace like the holiday parties that we've had in the past that were at a venue, and those were really, really fun. Everyone gets together, we're dancing. So I think people are kind of like, uh, it's not the same, but this is our new normal. We can either be negative about it and down on it, or we can just try to make the most of it. I believe in making the most of it. So we'll see. And I think with anything, even your love life, stuff like that, you have to adapt and you have have to make 
like you said, make the best of things. Cause yeah. So who knows? Like, and life is so short. Like yes. we, we've seen it during this pandemic. Yes. You know, I've lost loved ones and things yeah. like that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm prepared for it all, and I'm like, yeah. you know, if I'm gonna take a chance and, and put myself, if I was single. I would take a chance and totally put myself out there. Hey, I like to go on TikTok. I, I'm a married woman. I like to go yeah. on TikTok and stuff like that. But if I was not married, I would be mm-hmm. sliding DMs. Yes. <laughs> sure. Why not? Yep. Yep. Cute. You know what I'm saying? Whatever Definitely. Find dudes on that too. Um, yeah yeah I know TikTok has opened up a whole new world I mean I just think it's so incredible and it's not surprising to me that it was so many men who were into quote BBWs yeah Mm -hmm. black women Asian men into black women Polynesian men into black women yeah white boys talking about all I date is black women like what is what is what is this what is I just feel like TikTok is cool because it's like it, it is showing you're getting to know people and they're being very candid and funny and raw and just kind of just doing their best to entertain people but it's like it brought out my goofy silly side that people had never seen before and it was yeah. it's refreshing and it's fun and I think it's a cool way to meet someone because I remember when I first met my guy um, we, like I said, met through friends, but he's like super religious and very Christian, like much more than me. And I did feel compelled to kind of show him some TikToks because I was like, listen, this Yakini who you're talking to on the phone and stuff, I want you to know I have many sides to me and I have a fun, wilder side. And mm-hmm. take a look at these and tell me if you want to keep moving forward. Because I was just like, let me just put it out there. Don't right. let him be talking to me and think I'm some sweet, good Christian girl that is just like him. And right. then he discovers my Instagram thought TikTok. So I showed it to him. And he laughed and he said, no. He said, I think, I was like, let me show him the wildest ones. The Kim Kardashian with all the cleavage and all this. And uh-huh. no, he, he laughed and he said, no, I, I think it's funny. He said, I like that. You, it's, it's, it's fun. It's cute. But I was just kind of like, that does kind of encourage people to be, you know, bold and courageous and, and silly. So I, I like if you meet someone that way, you kind of are getting to know that side of them. And then you can meet the, the more conservative side. But I think TikTok is, is a really cool place to meet people. I like that it's kind of replaced the club in many ways because it's all we've had. You get dressed up, you look cute, and then you, you go on there and you make a little skit. And <laughs> laughter is the best medicine and it's the best way to connect with someone. It really is. I'm mad that I was all like, I'm not going to be in there like that. It's- it's so addictive, girl. <laughs> Once that for you page starts to really kind of get your interest and stuff, and then gets you the right ones, it's just it's hard to. Oh my god, eighty-five TikTok. Yeah. I'm um, you mm-hmm. know, one of my friends hit me up out the blue. Was like, um, I saw you on um TikTok. Oh. Uh, <laughs> what? Has that made the for you page? <laughs> oh my god, that is so funny. Oh, God. Oh, TikTok was the best thing to come of one of the best things to come. Something positive that came of this. Mm-hmm. But don't forget, though, I think, you know, I'd be curious how y'all meet people during a pandemic if you've had any success in meeting people. But I just want to caution people to make sure that you have that COVID talk before you meet them in person because you don't want the loneliness and, and wanting to be you know, intimate with someone to kind of outweigh safety oh, and then you're being yeah. reckless. Because like mm-hmm. I said, just like sex, the people they're exposed to and they encounter, depending on how they're protecting themselves, you're also going to be exposed to them. So right, right, right. we just want to be safe and stuff, first and foremost. But COVID if you talk, can go out and be safe, yeah, do it. Yeah. COVID talk needs to be just as natural as 
the STI talk or whatever. Yes, exactly. And that's um, not even completely natural for some of us because right, times have right. changed with that and stuff. Right, but yeah. Right. So, mm-hmm. well, yeah, we're giving people some options. Yeah, I would love to hear, though, people's stories. And if you guys have met anyone or, or other creative ways to, to meet someone, mm-hmm. you know, because things mm-hmm. have changed. So I mean, we, got, we got all the grams. We got Instagram. And- yeah, all the grams. All the grams. <laughs> Instagram. And we got Snapchat. And we got old people still using Facebook. Um, yes, yes. You know, stuff like that. You know, they said Facebook is for old people. So. Well, my son told me he's not getting on Facebook because it's um he said it's it's only old people. And I laughed and I said it's funny because Facebook actually started with young people. And then yeah. I said our generation did come a little later, but I just I chuckled when he said that. And he said, I'm not getting on Facebook. It's for old people. I said, Oh my gosh. Well, good Lord then. Mercy. I mean, I guess where's the lie? So anyway, they do they use Snap Snapchat and stuff, I guess the young people. I yeah, don't my know. Baby is five, and she likes to use Snapchat. Yeah, and they do. They do TikTok too, but yeah. they resent us, us Xennials, uh, and them getting on there. But they, oh man, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, so you guys let us know in our comments on Twitter. On um, we were talking about social media now on Twitter on Instagram. <laughs> all our old people's social media. Facebook <laughs> on our Facebook group about you know. Where you guys are meeting people, if you're single, where you meeting folks yeah. during the pandemic, and maybe it'll help somebody. Or help if somebody. you're not single, where you meet folks. <laughs> Judgment free zone. Judgment free zone. You know what? Where are people creeping? Real talk. Some people have decided during the pandemic to try things like open marriages. Okay. Well, like if that. that's how, if people are saving their marriages by deciding to explore poly being polyamorous or sweet then hey you know because it was tough on people I think I can't speak to it because I didn't have that but I can imagine having to be holed up not working anymore with two people and if there's financial stressors how hard that must have been and it's understandable why some people didn't make it through it and how it made some people stronger but yeah people have looked outside the box for ways to keep things fresh and spicy I am not mad at that I'd like to hear those stories too you know judgment free we are judgment free that's right yeah Yeah. (laughs) all right take a break and we're gonna come back with our uh, watching romance reading romance and something new um listening uh to romance Um, yes um all these things that we're uh watching reading and listening to we'll take a break and be right back Okay, so um, watching romance, uh, we're back. Watching romance is the uh, topic right now. And so um, did you watch anything good this week? Um, other than catching up on the um, the wrong Valentine, which we already discussed, that, w- that was pretty much it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. They had a whole, mm-hmm. I think they did a whole long um, marathon. Was it, was it? Friday or Saturday or something like oh, that. Oh, did they? I'm not yeah. sure. I had it DVR'd. Like the wrong real estate agent. The wrong. Oh yeah, I saw that one too. But that yeah, that didn't feature people of color. But the wrong real estate agent was good too. Yeah, yeah. So they had. I think they had like a whole um, thing. But this week, Kenny, mm-hmm. please set your DVRs for February 28th on TV One 
because oh. Demetri Lucas's "Don't Waste Your Pretty" is coming. Oh so, yes, we've been waiting for that. Okay. We've been waiting for it since it was announced back in I think December or January. Oh, that's wonderful! So, oh my goodness, that's so gonna be so good. In it, uh, Deborah Joy Winans from uh, Greenleaf. Uh, oh, I love her so much, Carrie Hilson. Uh, this is kind of like her comeback after the whole Beyonce shade, Beyonce <laughs> gate happened. So, I'm, not to make it a negative thing, but I'm just saying, I'm very, I'm proud of her. This is like people giving her a chance. She looks great. We'll see her acting chops, and I'm just excited for her. So, this is wonderful. As Roderick Williams, if y'all don't know who Roderick Williams is, can you tell us something he's been in? Because that name sounds so familiar. He was in a Christmas movie. Um, it, it was on TV One, as a matter of fact. Uh, I think it was You Can't Fight Christmas or something like okay. that. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, him and his wife or whatever were trying to like separate and they're trying to figure out they wanted to get back together. Okay. Um, then I remember um, Portia White was in it. Okay. Uh, but anyway, uh, it was actually two movies back to back. They were like interconnected. So it was like You Can't Fight Christmas and then another movie. Okay. Uh, but then, but he's in that he's so good looking he's tall he's like seeing he has like okay green eyes he's just like as a matter of fact i used him for the model of what the guy in my uh my novel is okay I, he's just so fun i just can't even oh god mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so he's in it so it's a good cast it's a good cast and then on february 26th which is um Friday on Hulu, even though it's not a romance, um, but it's the United States versus Billie Holiday. It's going to be dropping on Hulu. Oh. In it, and it has my boy, Tone Bell, in it. Okay, if anybody has been following my Instagram, <laughs> I have been shamelessly putting up pictures of Tone Bell for like a week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, oh, I just think he has the most beautiful face. And I just okay. think underutilizing him like he does comedy mm -hmm. he does but i think this this man has a face for like a romantic comedy or a, like a nice dramedy romance right he's, right right got tall handsome i'm a little okay. biased my hometown. <laughs> he's, just, he's so good looking and i'm just like my 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 account was turning into a tom bell stand account for a minute right <laughs> and then and then some other people are in it too um i can't think right now besides okay. Andrew um but it's a lot of people but the movie is by um Lee Daniels mm -hmm. so oh how could I forget my other baby daddy is in it Travante Rose so, okay uh, everybody knows <laughs> Travante because I love Moonlight that's one of my favorite movies ever and he's in it and so um it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be good y'all i think it's gonna be really good it's gonna be kind of serious yeah we're gonna talk about how the united states tried to prosecute billy holiday for her drug addiction okay and so okay. addicted to heroin but the truth of the matter is they wanted her to stop singing strange fruit which all we all know is about uh hangings and lynching yes in America. yes yeah i was targeting her for the narcotics but what they really wanted her to do was stop singing strange fruit because it was it wow. was kind of the crowd controversial the, at that time yeah right and getting the white people upset and stuff like yes that. Mm -hmm. so yeah um a, a great cast can't wait to see it 
Andrew Day looks so much like Billie Holiday. Yes, that was such a good casting. I'm so glad she took the role because she talked about how she was very nervous to do it. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. very nervous to do it. But it's a lot of good folks in there. And I'm hoping this redeems Lee Daniels from a couple of things. Um, I just may, <laughs> this may be his, his quote unquote lady blues moment. Yeah. Um, the, you know, his version basically. Um, so mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be a lot of good people in it. I think, um, who else is in there? Uh, Davina Joy Randolph is in it. Y'all remember her from uh, Dolomite is My Name. If y'all mm-hmm. Know mm-hmm. um, Latasha Leone is in it. She was in Orange is the New Black. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of people. Oh, that's going to be a good one. Really good. I think we need to really pay attention to it. Um, it's written by Susan Lloyd Parks, who's one of my all-time favorite writers. Um, so it's gonna be good, y'all. It's gonna be good. again. Tone Bell with his fine stuff is in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, good cast, I, 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 yes. Yeah, y'all might think I'm crazy, but just just go to his Instagram. It's Tone Bell, T O N Bell, B E L L, and it's just something about him. I just can't just. Yes. Like I don't stand for a lot of dudes like that. Right. But Tone is Tone is my exception. He's just perfect. He's the perfect mm-hmm. man. So, <laughs> but that's, that's just some things that are coming out. So those are some good things to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so in reading romance, um, I don't know if y'all follow my Twitter. My my Twitter um is the uh, Richardson TMM. If y'all ever want to follow me on Twitter, but I was talking about this book that I um got from Net Galley to review, and it's called One Breath Away by Michael Scott. Mm-hmm. And so at first when I read the description, I was like, I don't know about, I don't, I don't know about this, y'all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it had a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's the description. Sentenced to hang for a crime she didn't commit, mm-hmm. former slave Mary Hamilton was exonerated at literally the last gasp. She oh, returned wow. broken and resigned to live alone. She's never been courted, cuddled, or seen. No man can want her, not when sexual satisfaction comes only with the thought of asphyxiation. Oh gosh. But oh. When, but when the handsome stranger who saved her shows up stealing her breath from across the room and promising much more, wealthy, freeborn black, even Thurman, followed Mary to safe haven, believing the mysterious exotic woman was foretold by the stars. He must marry her to reclaim his family farm. But first, he must help her heal, and to do that means revealing his own predilection for edgier sex. Mm-hmm. He hopes nights alone with lust, and until the past threatens to keep them one breath away from love. So I was thinking this was gonna be some real kinky, weird. Yeah, it sounds like, like it, like some fetishy stuff, but in a historical context. That's interesting. It was the most beautiful story, oh. and it was crazy. The most beautiful story that I read in a really long time. Really, it was about it was about healing. So this more like trauma, had, like that. Okay, from the trauma that caused okay. her to, to associate sex with expectation. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So because you know, Yakini, you're the psychologist, obviously. Mm-hmm. So you know, you can get off on. Uh, sure. And, 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 yeah, and definitely. That's a big thing. Yeah. So when she was being hanged, or about to be hanged, um, her airways was constricted. And when you're about to be hanged, you think you're going to die. All your body 
functions just kind of start going haywire, right? Okay, okay. So one of them was she was having an orgasmic release during as she was about to be hanged, but then in the split second, he comes and he rescues her. Okay. Um, and so this guy, because mysterious guy, rescues her and comes to find out the same guy who said that they're mm-hmm. meant to be stuff. But it was really about them healing from the trauma. Okay. Her herself physically, mentally, sexually from from associating her herself with that and being uh-huh. loved and find out that she was worthy of being loved. And then I was like, this is such a good story. And kind of find out yeah. the lady who wrote it, um, Michael Scott is her pen name, but the woman who wrote it is actually a Presbyterian minister. <laughs> oh, well, that is, that's interesting. That's an interesting, unexpected twist. Okay. Are there um, really... Um, graphic uh sex scenes or love scenes or are they kind of like harlequin level of you know (laughs) really so oh he writes and what i i started looking into and dabbling into not not me personally writing yeah yeah but knowing that there was like this offshoot of erotic literature which is like christian erotic literature so there's a christian erotic literature genre Oh, people who want to infuse the, the secular with the the yeah. spirit and, and, okay. and show people that the two can meet in a healthy, yeah. happy place. And, and and believe it or not, the book was so dang good. I was like, I need to read another one of her books. Yeah. It, it was a, yeah. really good. Well, and that's a actually, really good recommendation, an interesting one. Has my curiosity like, peaked? Yes, and it's, it's, it has mystery. It has mm-hmm. love. It has like it's a historical, so you got that. So it's all that stuff mixed up in one. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, good. As a matter of fact, the author actually hit me up on on um, Twitter and was like thanking me and and some other oh, stuff. Nice, and yeah, yeah. One breath away um, by uh, Michael Scott. That's so, dope. Thank you for that recommendation. Interesting. So um, finally, we're gonna do like a little new segment um, now since. I was like, you know what? We're hitting all the senses. We're talking about reading romance, yeah. mm-hmm, romance mm-hmm. thinking about romance. I was like, you know what? We need to be talking about listening to romance. So I'm yes. a big music buff. I want to talk about music. And I love a good romantic song. I don't care if it's yes. a sad romantic song, a happy romantic mm-hmm. song, a mm-hmm. sexy romantic song. I don't care. As long as it's a Me good song, I love it. So um, this week, I thought I would kick off our listening a romance segment with a song by a guy named Labyrinth. Um, some of you guys might know him because he does a lot of the music on uh, Euphoria. Um, he also did that music in, in Malcolm and Marie, but <laughs> oh. <laughs> but um, no, his music in Euphoria is so good. So yeah. I love his song called Jealous. Um, it's such a beautiful, haunting song. I'm not going to play it because we don't want to get dinged for, you know. <laughs> it's called like Jealous, though, by Labyrinth. Okay. By Labyrinth. And I'll just read a little bit of the lyrics. He says, I'm jealous of the rain that falls upon your skin. It's closer than my hands have been. I'm jealous of the rain. I'm jealous of the wind that ripples through your clothes. It's closer than your shadow. Oh, I'm jealous of the wind because I wished you the best of all this world could give. And I told you when you left, there's nothing to forgive. But I always thought you'd come back and tell me all you found. 
with heartbreak and misery, it's hard for me to say I'm jealous of the way that you're happy without me. And every time I hear that song, I just break down and cry. Wow. Oh my goodness. Beautiful, beautiful. The lyrics are so poetic. I mean, wow. She has this beautiful, haunting kind of baritone voice. Yes. Um, It is so beautiful, so beautiful. So, well, I'm going to be listening to that tonight. That sounds very nice. Listen to it. It's called Jealous by Labyrinth, L A B R I N T H. And he, I think he's British, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. British singer songwriters. They're just mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's he's amazing. Uh, born Timothy Lee McKenzie, better known by his name, stage name Labyrinth, but he's really, really good. Okay. Um, Thank you for that recommendation. I think I'm going to really like this new segment. I hope others do as well. Yeah. Yeah. So every week we're going to come and, and, you know, pick out some songs for you guys to listen to. But mm-hmm. yeah. First one this week is Jealous by Labyrinth. Very nice. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys. We have been talking a long time. So, <laughs> <laughs> so thank you all for joining us. Again, follow yes. us on social media, um, mm-hmm. Romance and Color on Instagram, Romance and Color with an N on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And again, our old people Facebook group. <laughs> yes, make sure you join that. <laughs> Definitely. We're gonna, you know, um, also the spring um, Hallmark movies and stuff are gonna start ramping up, and so um, I'm gonna start posting those real soon. Um, okay, and next time we, it'll be March, so whatever's good and exciting for March, because this yeah. is our last podcast in February. Mm-hmm. Last podcast in February, so spring is upon us. Oh, so, thank God! Oh, thank God! So uh, we could talk to you guys later. See you next week. Have a great week, guys. Talk to you later. Bye.